do you try to finish a piece in one session, like one day, or how? Like, does that generally work in a certain way? No, that never works. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's too much pain. I mean, if you see them in person, they're, you know, they could be an, an inch thick or something, you know, and I yeah, don't yeah. do that all at once most of the time. Um, what I typically do is I have, like, a group of paintings that I'm working on. So they'll be related in color and kind of, you know, mentality. And I'll work on them simultaneously, and at some point, I'll like one best or one will be the most interesting and I'll focus more on that. And then probably at some point I'll realize one of them is just not working and maybe I'll just leave it. Um, but, you know, part of the reason I do it that way is because, you know, when you're using thick paint, it just takes time to dry and like, it's so gooey. You just can't work on it sometimes, you know, especially depending on what the weather is like, you know, if stuff is so goopy, it won't stay on the canvas. It's, it's just not gratifying, you know. So then you just have to kind of reach out and do some more work on other things. So okay. that's why, you know, a lot of times I have like, yeah, they work in little groups, two or three paintings that, that are definitely connected by color, if nothing else. <clears throat> David T. Miller, folks. Loading artists. Audio inside loading artists audio inside oh it's odd cast it's odd cast it's odd cast yeah 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 listen by your easel maybe you can grab a chair or even take it with you like you ain't got no care loading artists Audio inside, loading artists, audio inside, so sit back and relax and grab your headphones too, adjust your volume, it's Oddcast, Philip J. Mellon welcomes you, so sit back, oh yeah, it's Oddcast, loading artists. Audio inside, loading artist. Audio inside. Hey, welcome to Outcast. Be sure to check out the artist's website or oddcast.com to check out the work and links. All right, let's get started. I just wanted to welcome you to Oddcast, Bridget. Thank you. It's really nice to be back. I haven't talked to you for a long time. I know. It's like Facebook can be kind of strange the way the, if you will, the alg algorithms or... Oh, yeah, they're terrible. You know, it's like I say, I see the same three people I don't know every time I go on, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it seems to be a, seems to be the way of it. So I have to make a, a bigger effort to look for people I actually want to keep in touch with, like yourself. Yeah, right? well, thank you. And likewise, yeah, I... Of course. You know, I feel like uh, Instagram is just working better for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, I, I, I imagine the day will come when none of us are even on Facebook, so... I'm not investing that much into it these days. Okay. You know? Yeah, on Facebook, you said? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, you have to. You have to keep up with people's birthdays and what have you. But, uh, yeah. you know, I definitely spend more time on Instagram. So let me see if I can pick out one of my first questions here, official questions. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I guess a good way to start off, just kind of, uh, would be uh, what were some of your first experiences with art making and when do you feel like you got serious about it? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, always. I always made art. You know, like all little kids, I made art. I just never stopped. Um, you know, I mean, I think that's kind of human nature. We're innately creative and if nobody tells you to not do it, you'll probably just keep doing it. Yeah. You know, maybe you express yourself in you know, various media or, you know, not necessarily in visual art, but I think we're all creative. So it's always interesting when somebody asks that question because it makes it seem like making art is out of the norm, but really 
that is what people have always done, you know? Okay. Um, And the second part, uh, I'm a pretty serious person, so I guess I take everything I do pretty seriously. (laughs) Hopefully not myself too much, but, um, you know, when I do something, I'm always kind of trying to learn how to be a better whatever the thing is. So I took uh, classes at the Cleveland Art Institute when I was in high school, and then uh, I ended up getting an art scholarship, and then, you know, I was kind of debating between literature and painting, and painting went out, and uh, I don't know. I I guess the moment that I had to declare myself an artist on my taxes was was a moment that I remember. <laughs> it's kind of a watershed. <laughs> yeah, that's the first now time I've I'm heard that. Now I'm business. Yeah. To that question. Yeah, now I'm a loss. I'm an official loss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I guess that's one kind of metric. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. Sometimes I still don't take my... I mean, I work every day, but... Yeah. How serious I take it, you know what I mean. Yeah, like but maybe keep it more on the side of play or something. Or I really try to. It's hard, you know. You have more responsibilities when you get older, and you have deadlines for shows, and yeah, you know these kinds of things. So you know, you have to keep that in mind. But I try to kind of forget about it when I'm actually working, you know, because I don't find pressure particularly helpful. That yeah. kind of pressure. I'm just picking out another question here. Hmm. Now, this one I think might be interesting because I think, don't you hold drawing, um, sem- not so much seminars, but uh, special evenings of drawing in the Boston area? or and uh, I, uh, Yeah, I, I occasionally do. Every other Tuesday, actually, I uh, co-host a, a drop-in figure drawing class at the Elliott School, which is in Jamaica Plain. It's okay. not really a class so much as it's, uh, you know, it's just a drop-in figure drawing session, but it's been going for a long, long time. And... Uh, it was originally, bleh, originally started by Bob Siegelman, who was a museum school professor, who still is a museum school professor, and I sort of inherited the class. Uh, he moved on to bigger and better things. And it's just a really great group of people. You know, a lot of people have been going to this thing for longer than I've been teaching it, <laughs> you know? So yeah, it's, yeah. Just, uh, it's, it's, it's nice to have a routine because most of my life is not routine. Okay. So I can always kind of count on that. And then I have done workshops also at the Gardner Museum. And, you know, I hope to again. I, I really enjoy working there quite a bit. So I uh, I did a thing last spring and Rachel Eastman was my model. We did a interesting closed model session, uh, kind of costume. And it just, it was really wonderful to work with her. Oh, cool. Now, yeah, generally, I'm sorry. Hmm? No, no. Uh, I was going to um, ask if generally uh, is it open as far as like paint drawing, you know, materials and. Uh, no, I think, well, first of all, we do short posts, so okay. there's not really opportunity to paint. It wouldn't really be worth the paint. Okay. Um, you know, so, I mean, other than that, yeah, you could definitely go in with whatever material you want. And uh, I mean, I just draw, I just go in usually with pencils and draw because that's the thing I don't do anymore. Yeah. You know, so I really look at it as like doing scales. It's like you go in and, you know, you're always trying to invent and be a better yourself, better you. But uh, there's also something really just really good about, you know, keeping your eye hand skills working yeah. all the time and, you know, just kind of checking in that way. So, you know, I think more people should do it, honestly. I think it's really helpful or go to a museum and draw or, you know, do some kind of, you know, keep your skill set up. You know, yeah, yeah, like outside of what you normally do, in a sense, not, yeah, not so you know, much you, but anyone really, yeah, and yeah, I mean, specifically me, like, I think it's always good to sharpen skills, you know, you can't be too good at it, you know, we all have a long way to go. I think we don't, generally speaking, make art 18 hours a day like people used to, you know, yeah. <laughs> so you know, it's like we all have to work at it all the time, and that's just you know, you have to think fast and make good decisions quickly, and I think those are good skills to have. Now, I thought I was skipping this one, but it's about the the preliminary work or um, oh yeah, the yeah, sketches or. <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, I don't do any prelim- preliminary work at all. The drawings that I do are completely separate from the paintings that I make. And yeah. obviously there's a relationship in color and, you know, the way that I make marks, but 
they're not, I don't draw for painting, but what I do do is after I've started a painting, I actually keep a notebook of, you know, I draw the painting once I started it. Like I draw what I see that I've made and that really helps me problem solve a lot of times. Um, And it kind of leads into this question you had about structure and, and composition, or maybe those were two questions. Right. Um, Yeah. I think it's part of the, it was a two parter, I believe. Yeah, so I was thinking about that, and, you know, those three things really kind of, um, you know, that's a conversation, and what I, you know, what I like to do, and it's what I learned to do in college even, is, you know, go over to the museum and draw, you know, and analyze somebody else's work, and figure out how they made it, and figure out what the composition is, and figure out the forms, and I still do that for myself, because that's, I think, my weakest link. You know, that's the thing I have to work hardest at. Um, I think you had asked if uh, color was more important than composition. And I think they go hand in hand. You know, I think they're both very important. But color is easier for me and more fun than (laughs) than trying to, you know, figure out great composition. And so that's the thing I have to work at. So that's that's how I would respond to that, you know. I don't know. What's it like for you? What comes first? I think initially I think about composition and I don't know if that ever Mm -hmm. goes away. Like uh, it's probably the strongest element, especially with what I'm doing now. And the the colors, um, they, they help that, but I don't know. That's just what I focus on is the composition, like throughout the the whole process. And then uh, I'm just somewhat for fear of like repeating myself. (laughs) Um, Right. Does that come come through? Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I, that totally makes sense thinking about your work. Um, I don't think of the color as secondary because I think your color is really interesting. Okay. But I can see that you're really thinking. It's almost like more image, you know. Yeah, like yeah. It's definitely um, about – I'm sorry? No, go ahead. It's definitely about I, – I, w- I may have a show that I'm working towards. It's still kind of up in the air, but sure. I'm yeah. trying to think of a title for it already. And okay. It might be it might be paintings for T-shirts, but that's <laughs> <laughs> and of course that's, that's good. Uh, <laughs> and then you have the T-shirts too, right? <laughs> what's that? Then you have to make the T-shirts. I know I have to wear them and test them out, and you know, right? Start a little GoFundMe for it, just to print up a bunch yeah. of them. And, yeah, oh, I, I love see it. it. I'm gonna get lost in that, in that, and not even paint. Like I could see it. Like I bet, become... I bet you'll sell out. I, I bet everyone will want one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Finally. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a teacher in college who said something. I can't remember who said it. Um, but it was something to the effect of you have to learn how to think with paint. Okay. And I really internalized that. So I don't, I don't think of painting as like figuring something out and then painting it like I'm coloring it in. Yeah, it's yeah. like I, I try to make decisions with a paintbrush in my hand and with, you know, with all of those things kind of humming in the background. Right. So color, but the color is the composition, is the form or lack of form or, you know, all of those things that we think about. All of that to me has to happen sort of simultaneously, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You know? There's something about the thought process, like, I think it's very healthy to make art and there's something about doing that that allows me to process complex feelings. Um, I don't know, just in a different way, but maybe in a, a more whole way or something, you know, I get uh, what you're saying about your mom too. I don't know if you know, but I, I left both of my parents in the last four years Oh, all right. and, uh, and my dog, my previous dog, you know, so oh, it's been, it's been kind of tough to paint sometimes, you know, yeah. in the last couple of years, I had to go back and forth constantly to try and help my mom, uh, when she had cancer. Yeah. And that's kind of why I'm asking about the breaks is because I find sometimes it's not that you want to take a break. It's that you have to, you know, yeah. you just can't yeah. be doing everything. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. What are your thoughts about that? Well, you know, I, I think I did answer the question and say that I didn't want to stop, but, you know, who who knows if the paintings that are happening for me now would have even happened had I not taken that long break. Uh, and, exactly. Yeah. 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 I mean, just whether whatever I absorbed along the way, maybe 
like I actually thought about wanting my paintings to be like portraits in, in you know, in a very loose mm. way, you know, but yet sure. still kind of graphic and almost like heads, you know, and, and yeah. yeah, and just to, and take a lot of liberties with that, and you know, flatten them out a little bit more and I'm not rendering a nose or, you know, anything like that. But, right. But there's something about them that, you know, maybe it's the personality of it, you know, where you think like, oh, hey, that facial expression, you know, but it's not, it's not really a face, but it kind of has an expression anyway, you know. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah, that's a really interesting way to think about that. So for you, your paintings are really figurative in some way. I, yeah, and it's I funny mean, to, to, look back, to look back and to see that there were, there were, there were like, you know, sparks of it prior to this. You know, prior to the last two months or what have you. Um, In what way? Well, there was, there seemed to always be like a central figure, if you will, like whether it was a shape or uh, maybe an elbow or, you know, something like that. Um, Uh And, and the, the the outer edges were more of a frame to support that, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, Um, for sure. So there's always a character. Yeah, it's like it was a cluster in the middle, and then the rest were, you know, the leaves or something of, you know, the the trunk of the tree or something. Huh. Yeah, it's a really interesting, you know, so it's character driven, really. Yeah, it's yeah, cool. No, it's like good. that stuff yeah, comes out of my is. mouth. But yeah, you know, it's funny. Uh, I'm sure we'll jump around a little bit more, but there's something I want to say because I don't want it to escape me because I said something about the tree and. Um, with your work, I feel like just like the, there's so much texture and I feel like uh, the only way that I can describe it for myself and hopefully, you know, this, this is okay that I do this, <laughs> oh, sure. but um, like, like a tree bark that somehow is breathing. Like it, there's like, like the, the, say there were, you know, the ridges and the, the, the peaks and the valleys, if you will, of like a really rough tree. I'm not, you know, huh. yeah, I yeah. Like and, but I think that's a, a an interesting way to think about it because there's definitely landscape reference in my work. Yeah, I like it, and especially like even that one that I think you called it cement one. It's on your website. That oh it, yeah yeah yeah. But there I see two. that as I'm sorry. <laughs> well, there's only one on the website, but there were two cement paintings. Oh okay okay. Yeah. So, um, and <laughs> I'll just get maybe I'll get a little poetic or flowery here, but. So, and where the color comes from, I see, I see the breathing trees as the texture, and then where the color comes from is sort of, uh, oh, also, I don't know, for some reason I think of time lapse, but maybe it would be cool to watch huh. the process of paint, you know, like, because everything, you, you almost can see it kind of built, or like where, um, uh, like the action in it, you know, like, and it's like, uh-huh. it's almost like you, you could have like swiped it with your elbow, like a, a big piece of paint, and then it's. I may have. <laughs> Which, I, don't I, that, I don't know if I put no, that. I don't know if I put that on there. But, I'm sorry. I I get what you're saying though, because there's a chronology. Like you can see that things took an amount of time to make. Yeah. You know, I think layers do that. Like in general, it's like if you can see. You know, there's very thick paint. You can see there's one thing on top of another. The whole implication is about time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I, I definitely respond to that reading, you know, and I, I think time is certainly something I think about, you know, I think about human, you know, especially in terms of, uh, you know, my parents dying, I, I think about time in a different way now, I guess, and I I always feel like there's a sense of, of urgency or something, you know, or a, not like I'm in a panic, but I, I can't waste any time, you know, I don't know if that makes sense in regard to your question, but that is definitely something I'm thinking about. I I think I I think similarly about that in a way because but with me I feel it's something like there's so many ideas and and even if we don't have some at the moment it's like once you start painting then you you may think of a composition for another painting or maybe it's a color that sparks it or like when you're yeah. in the thick of it like that's where the ideas grow and that's where they come from you know and I'm sure that's obvious to a lot of people but. Um, oh sure it's like the more you work the more you want to work yeah yeah. you know it's like once you are fully engaged in the process it's all you think about you know it's like I I don't know about you but like I wake up I'll dream about paint you know not about painting but it's about paint like I close my eyes and I can see it you know 
and you wake up thinking about what you want to do next. And I think that's like, that's when you really, that's when it feels really good. Nice. I think. <laughs> but, um, so is it always a delight to make art or is it sometimes painful? A delight? Um, it's hard, well, cause it, it, it demands a lot of energy sometimes and attention, you know? Yeah. So, but that's, it's, I don't know if I want to call that pain. I think it's good, even if it's like a strain at, at that one moment, or mm. if you, you know, um, you got to step away or something. And, uh, you know, a lot of times ideas or the next move will happen if I walk away from it and go on the porch or something, you know? Um, right. Sure. But, yeah. You, know, you don't know. And yeah. And, and I don't know when that's going to happen, but I'm glad it does, you know, because it's, it, that's just as much a part of the process for me anyway, I'm sure, you know, it's, um, but a delight. I think I think it's I think it can be both, but the delight maybe maybe comes more at the end. I don't know. Hmm. Like when you, like it's more about what 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 the finished product looks like. Yeah, I I always feel like I don't like to say that because it's you know I know it's about the process too, and but I tend to forget more of that the process part, and then when I see the end, I'm like, oh wow, that was a journey, and it's like taking you a know, photograph or something. That, think all art is about process I think no. there's a kind of art that's about process like I would say that would be important to me but with some art like you don't see the artist's hand okay yeah you know it's like the opposite you know what I mean like some art is definitely not about process so I don't feel like that should be a compulsion to say that like I think it's fine to say all of this is working towards the end you know and I have an idea of what I want the image to be I don't think there's yeah. anything wrong with that, you know? Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> you have my permission. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Again, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you can quote me. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned something earlier about, and I feel like it relates something about looking and not sure if we can go back to that a little bit, but like I was wondering, like what you spend the most time doing? Would you say like looking, making, or thinking? Mm. I think ideally it should be all three. You know, like maybe you should spend your time split amongst those three things. But in practice, uh, like I said, it's I, I'm always kind of I get really caught up in the process. Like I I really love actually like mixing paint and putting it on a surface. So I sometimes get too caught up in that and spend maybe more time there than I should uh, without thinking. So it's kind of a goal, actually, you know, to maybe divide my time more equally between those three aspects. Um, yeah, I don't know. What about you? I think you think you think a lot. I can tell. I do, but I I want to look more because I want that to be just as much as the doing for me. You know, because okay. the thinking is always there so i can't get rid of that well maybe i could right but it's difficult well you wouldn't want to yeah yeah i mean i want to sit uh, for you know for at least you know close as close to the doing as possible in that time you know the time that i spend doing only because it like i mentioned before just the idea that like an answer can come if you go on the porch but if, what if you don't and you but the image doesn't leave my head and even when i go on the porch so it's like it's always there especially if i'm working on it you know oh um, sure yeah so yeah, yeah I, I usually yeah I mean I, I was gonna say my process because I don't work at home I have a, a studio outside my house when yeah. I leave every day I take pictures of everything and then that's you know I go home at night later and then oh, yeah. look at them and that's more of a, an intellectual process you know it's like I sit there and look at them on a screen and they look a little different and I do I think harder then you know yeah. um because I think maybe the painting process for me has a lot more to do with feeling than thinking, you know, yeah. I mean, weird things. I don't know about you. Weird things always go through my head when I'm working. Um, you know, it's not like there aren't words, but a lot of times there aren't, you know, and when, it, when things are, when things are really good, I think there is, that is just joy, you know, like I, yeah. I love it. Sometimes you you finish something and you feel like you're not even sure where it came from, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of channel something else and that's that's pretty great and that's not really about thinking so much you know that's some other thing um but obviously analyzing has to be part of your process so I I guess I would say it's easier for me to do that when I don't have the temptation of actually getting in there and working you know oh okay 
You just kind of carry it with you in a way? Yeah, you know, go home and look at pictures and remember what happened as best they can and see, you know, in terms of decision-making, what I think needs to happen, you know, and I take notes and I try to keep the notebook as close to where I'm working as possible because I will immediately just forget and ignore it, you know? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You get sidetracked so, yeah, on like, another part. Yeah, yeah. So I, I try to keep going back to what I had said, or you know, do one thing and then go sit down for a minute. But it doesn't always work that way, you know. But uh, yeah, I think there's that aspect of um, you don't have complete control over what's going to happen, too. It's like you yeah. don't really. I never know what the image is going to be. You know, it's right. like you do something, and then the painting does something. And then you right. have to respond to that, you know? It's like, yeah, let's get that exchange going. So, I mean, like, yeah, I think you mentioned yeah. conversation, so. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. The idea about fighting with a painting, I think we already kind of covered that, but I just always think that's an interesting, it's one of the newer ones that I put on the list. Yeah, but... it's, a, it's a great question because I always believed, you know, when I was young that, you know, people would say things like, oh, you know, the best paintings are the ones where you could tell the artist had a real fight with the painting and it was a real struggle. Like people make all these kinds of comments and I'm finding as an adult, you know, doing this for a bit, the paintings where I fight that are a struggle frequently just don't work. (laughs) And, you know, the ones where I'm really having a great time and I'm just, really engaged in the process but my mind is not going somewhere black you know where it's just you know where things are more joyful I think those are the best paintings so I almost feel like this whole question of fight like to me fighting maybe indicates a a real problem in the painting (laughs) so I need to you know step back and really think about because when I get into this I can get into a complete fury and just ruin stuff you know yeah yeah you know so yeah, so I think my answer uh, to that particular question has probably changed over the last 20 years quite a bit, you know. Next up, Bridget introduces the topic of stealing, if you will, or simply borrowing from other media, especially songs, possibly for titles. Listen in. I mean, the whole stealing thing is certainly uh, an interesting topic. I mean, we, we all have to we all take stuff from everybody else, from all the different media, you know, so. yeah. Songs are a great way to find titles, you know, just oh, like yeah. literature is a great place to find an idea or, you know, whatever it is. So, you know, I think we all kind of, as far as I know, we all kind of do that. You know, it's like, hopefully the references are obscure enough that everyone's not just like, oh, you're quoting, you know, David Bowie, you know, <laughs> whatever the thing is. But, uh, and I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think we all just, you know, I had a, a professor in grad school who said, you know, all the great themes in literature have already been written. There's whatever, seven of them, you know. And uh, all we do now is try and figure out, like, our own way of telling the story and how it relates to us in our particular time and space and world, you know. And uh, I, I find that really, I find that helpful and kind of reassuring. It's like you don't have to, I don't know, it doesn't matter if you're stealing because you are you and you're only going to make the thing the way that you make it anyway. Yeah. I've been reading a lot of Joseph Campbell lately. Uh, he's somebody I've always loved, but I'm finding him really kind of comforting and inspiring right now. Um, I don't know if you know his work. He's a mythologist. Okay. And what was his name uh, again? I just couldn't make it out. Joseph Campbell. Okay. And he, you know, what he'd studied was myths and how various cultures, you know, very various points in history, all kind of had similar myths um, designed to help people understand the kind of basic questions of, you know, why are we here and what happens after we die and how to live, you know, yeah. and all that stuff. I mean, religions and mythologies and different philosophies that govern um, those kind of basic elemental questions are really interesting to me. So I've gone back. Uh, he's somebody I've always loved. So I've gone back to read more of him right now. And it's really wonderful because he he puts artists on a real pedestal. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> so, so if you're having questions about, is this even worth doing? What am I doing? Why am I doing this? I find he's like an excellent person to go to, you know, because he'll always tell you you're doing the right thing. Nice. Yeah. 
So I have um, one of my fun questions, I believe. Is, <laughs> and hopefully you saw this one. <laughs> but if not, off the cuff is good too. Um, can you use three to five words to describe your work? Now that can be a phrase or it can be three oh, separate words. Of, that's such a hard question. I actually yeah. sent that question to the galleries having this show and they didn't even respond. <laughs> I was like, can you oh, describe no. my work at three to five words? <laughs> it's like huh. silence. Um, I don't know why that's so hard, but it really is. And how do you how do you describe your own work? Well, I've I've that's been turned on me a few times, so I feel mm. like I'm gonna repeat myself. But one of the two words that I always kind of and I think it was more so with my previous series, if you will. Yeah. Uh, but the new one I think is a little more fun, and I definitely try to like carefully orchestrate them. But I always like saying carefully orchestrated. Hmm. Yeah, I guess like, you know. Oh, so thanks. I guess mine would be like laissez-faire, random acts, but, but not totally random because I do think about stuff. Uh, there is no random. So, uh, no. I mean, square would be a word. My work is square, usually. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, uh, I like hot colors, like warm colors. Okay. That seems like cheating. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Boy, I, I, that is such a hard question. Really. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's like, you think it's such a fun, easy one. It's like the artist one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do people enjoy answering that? Some people probably do. Yeah. Does everyone know, like, feel I, like uh, I don't know? Yeah, usually I'll send that ahead of time, just, you know. Yeah, but, no, you did. Yeah, no, I, I just, I was like, I I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I should I make it like 12 words. I don't think that would help because it's like, <laughs> you know, I can tell you about process all day long or like what it's like to make a painting or why or. Yeah. Maybe but I like what it's about, it's, you know. I'm sorry. No, I just, it, it's funny because it's just, it's for some reason, it's a hard question. Yeah. <laughs> I actually like to try and come up with five words for the guest's work and, and in this case, your work. Oh, okay. So, yeah, and go ahead. I well, one of the words is viewfinder. Ah, explain. Because I feel like, you know, because they are square. I don't know. I something about the square with me, even though I'm working in rectangle. But it's just like you know, when you're in art school, and you make your own viewfinder, and you can yeah. kind of adjust where yeah. it's going. You know, um, the but there's always something bigger going on, like beyond the borders. You know, especially because like physically, the paint sometimes you know, swoops or, or... Yeah, it goes off the edge, yeah. Yeah, sure. and then, you know, I, well, lucky I, to see your work at, at the hall space, oh, I... Office. Yeah. Yeah, and the shadows are interesting, too, because those those little falls of, of oil paint, you can, you know, the, it traces a, a different dimension for it and, you know, those kinds of things, so... Um, but the shadows are cool, so anyway, that's... Oh, that's something well, I, I do think they're, especially those fat stretcher bars make them more sculptural. You know, I yeah. think a little bit about that. I like them kind of protruding from the wall like that. Right. Yeah. I tend to like that myself, too. And just to make it more of an object or have more presence in it, or a different kind of presence, I suppose. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so viewfinder, oh, what else? Pass. And I think it's... What is it? Pass. P-A-S-S. -S. Oh, chaos. Chaos. No, pass. Like P, P as in Philip. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> I assume you're saying chaos. Well, pass? P A S. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Pass. Are you passing on the question? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, maybe I should, but because <laughs> I'm I'm floundering no, so, here. But no, no. But what? Do, but what do you mean? That's that's an interesting word. Well, you know, the the idea is it's a certain kind of selection on something that you know a different kind of energy, and that's one of my other words was energy. But. Mm, okay. Um, does that make sense? Like it's it's almost like okay, I'm, maybe I'm watching a film and the screen is is what it is, and I'm seeing something move across from right to left, or uh, or yeah, or even left to right, you know. Huh. That's interesting because that makes me think of past, like this idea of time again. Okay. You know, like a sequence, or you know, you've got a movie. There's a, it's about time, right? Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. That kind of relates to what you were saying before. Yeah. So so that makes. That makes sense to me. Viewfinder and pass or pass. And uh, an energy I like because I am an energetic painter for sure. You know, I, uh, yeah. 
anecdotally, this is funny, I think. Uh, many years ago, I was invited to a wedding in Singapore, and okay. I got to go to a seamstress there and have the traditional chom song made, you know, what you would wear to the wedding. And uh, so the seamstress measured my shoulders, you know, to get the fit right. And my right shoulder is half an inch bigger than my left shoulder. And oh, she really? was like, I can't understand why that would be. But, of course, it's because I usually work with my right arm. And I don't really paint with my fingers. <clears throat> it's all in my shoulder. Like, that's what ends up hurting. You know, I don't really okay. grasp on the materials very tightly in my fingers. Everything comes from the shoulder. So it's just kind of big movement. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if that's relevant or not. But energy is good. Yeah, it's like a <laughs> sort of a torque that comes from your shoulder, I guess, huh? Yeah, yeah, and I definitely like I run around a lot, you know. I'm 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 not like an easel painter, you know. Everything's on the wall, and I'm kind of racing between the. I have a palette on wheels now, which is really great, so I can oh, push nice. it around. But yeah, it's a new thing. So you know, I've always like had like a little station, and then run back and forth to get stuff, and from painting to painting, and you know, I I, I definitely I, you know I can break a sweat working. <laughs> <laughs> That that happens. <laughs> so that's good. Yeah. Which deceased artist would you have liked to have spoken with or just made a studio visit with? I guess that can be the same thing, but Yeah, but I mean how can you pick one? I mean, gosh, there's so many people, you know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh from what from what decade or from what era you know or i mean what about cave painting that would be really interesting to know why they made those have a conversation yeah. about that but uh but titian would be one for sure you know oh, wow. i'm endlessly fascinated you know he's like a contemporary artist his paint was so loose and that was so wild you know in the renaissance but, um gosh i mean who do you pick who did you say well, I was looking because I, I, I'm like, <laughs> Bridget's going to turn so many of these questions on to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's because, because they're hard. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I hope it's not too heavy of a podcast. No, okay? no, it's not heavy oh, okay. at all. It's just, uh, no, it, it, it's actually really good because you always make me kind of refocus because I don't really okay. ask myself these questions. So, no, it, it, it's great. Yeah. Um. Then I mean, Joan Mitchell, I love, like, there's so many people whose work I love, you know? Yeah. Um, who, yeah, I'd like to know how they did that. I'd love to, there's all these people I'd love to watch, you know, work. Yeah, oh, definitely. You know? I, uh, I was thinking, uh, where are you going? No, go ahead. Uh, Elizabeth Murray. Mm, very interesting. Would be cool. Yeah. yeah. And I, I just, last night I watched the R21 segment with mm. her. R21 is uh, great. Yeah, it really is. I it's forget good. about it from time to time, you know? It doesn't seem to pop up much. Uh, at yeah, least I, in my, I know. You know. Yeah. I have the same experience with that. I was wondering if you could tell me how you're feeling about how the place that you live in affects your work. I'm just curious. I mean, it's something I, I ask myself all the time. What would it be like if I lived somewhere else, you know? Yeah. Like, how does I, this particular place affect you? I don't know, because I think of so many factors, like family, and, you know, I'm close yeah. to that, and I think if I were somewhere else, I don't know, I, I'm still kind of a hermit, and I think that would probably be the same, what, you know, because I went and I lived in Philly for six years, and you know, I went to art school, of course, and I, w right. I would do more, I did more then than I do now, but I don't, you know, to be honest, I don't know if it would change much. Uh, <laughs> I, I would only because it's the decision I make and the, like, but I feel like it's somewhat natural to just live the way that I live, you know? Right. And I go out for a specific reason and then I come back home and, you know, all I want to do is like really paint. And so, um, yeah, and the podcast is great too. Don't get me wrong. That's part right. of it though. So I, when I say paint, I mean that too, you know? Sure. Um, but yeah, I don't know if that answers the question. I probably, I tend to like get off track, but. Um, no, no, no. That's, I, I just kind of came to me, so. Yeah. Not a premeditated so how, question. Yeah. <laughs> how about you? Do you think uh, you could comment on that too? Or? Yeah, I think I think about location a great deal. You know, I, yeah. I recently went to visit a, a good friend in Colorado, and I was wondering, 
you know, I live in a, a city and I'm wondering, you know, if I lived in rural Colorado, what would my work be like? Would it be any different? Or, yeah, yeah. you know, I have a family farm in Southern Ohio. Like what if I decided to retire out there and just go paint that? Like, I don't really yeah. know. It's sort of rhetorical. I don't know how much it would change my work, but you know, I have to feel like, you know, because of the kind of work I do, it seems like something would change, you know, something I'd like yeah. to explore sometimes. Like landscape, do you think your format would change, but maybe? I don't know about shape. I mean, that's something I'm kind of consciously trying to change just because I feel like habits are not always good. And it's good to be able to change things up just because you might learn something. You know, I may end up going back to squares, but I always want to, I want to challenge myself, you know, that's part of the way I do things. So, um, but in terms of like, I mean, color or, you know, the atmosphere of another place, I don't know. I I just, I I just think about it. I don't really have an answer, you know? Now I'm wondering if you have a artist quote you would like to share. Oh, well, I don't really have an artist quote, but uh, I told you I've been reading the Joseph Campbell a lot. And there are like yeah. a million Joseph Campbell quotes that I would share with you. But the shortest one uh, that I just looked up was, art is the clothing of revelation, of a revelation. And I like that quite a bit. I like it because um, it kind of speaks to what I was already talking about, about process. You know, it's like I don't make an image, I paint and something ends up happening. So it's like the act of painting is the revelation and then you end up with whatever product you end up with. But it's, you know, for me, uh, it's the act. It's being in the moment with the work that is the interesting part. So, yeah, that just really appealed to me. Well, thank you. Sure. Do you have one? Um, uh, again, <laughs> I did I did come prepared. <laughs> Good. I knew that question was coming back at me too. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good thing we don't do these more often. You're going to learn all my tricks. <laughs> <laughs> and how does that okay, make you so, feel? <laughs> <laughs> so here is my quote. Not, okay. not, I'm not quoting myself. I meant. <laughs> <laughs> we should all be doing that. Well, Philip, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. I'm going to, I've actually heard, wait. I think I heard him say this, not in person, but uh, recording. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, okay. I'm going to try and read it the way that he said it, if I can. Okay. I am happy for people to talk about my pictures, but I wish devoutly that I was not expected to talk about them myself. Mm. Howard Hodgkin. Oh, it's good. I bet that could be like a million people, though, who feel that way. Oh, yeah. I, I oh, love yeah. it because it's, yeah. you know, it, it does apply to... I think it applies to a lot of people because it's like if you could talk about it, maybe you wouldn't have made it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's that looking for that other language that's more effective. You know. Yeah, I, really I, good quote. He's a great painter. I like oh, I love his work. I really yeah. do. I mean, you know, I, who doesn't? I guess maybe some people don't, but. I a really I just, great painter. So, who are you looking at now? What's interesting to you out there? Jamie Hart is a good artist that hmm. I like to look at. Like he's, he's, you know, he's a contemporary, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so weird to say that, you know. Um, well, that's, but it's the truth. Contemporary, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time, right? So, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I just don't like to be so like, I don't know, official with those words, but. Um, <laughs> the intimidating language. I, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah, I mean, he's he's just a super guy, and I hope to meet him someday. And you know, I love his posts and his work, and you know, Judith Farr is a cool you know, person to watch because, you know, she just makes so much work and, mm-hmm. uh, and they're fun and, you know, she she's getting such a, like, a, a more of a freedom that it looks like in her work and everything. Yeah, so cool. it's so honest. It looks so honest. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, there's so, Instagram is, is pretty good. Like, I really love who I'm following on Instagram and I, like, yep. unfortunately, names are escaping me right now, but. Uh, it happens. Um, but I look <laughs> at, I just look at, the feed, you know, and the people I'm following, and um, I mean, um, yeah, it's like uh, that I didn't prepare for, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I thought you had the answer. I was sure of it. Um, so how about you? Because I'm, I'm really curious because about who you might be following. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
You know, I, I was in France earlier this year, and I went to the Museum of Monet as L'Orangerie, and they had a show up, a temporary exhibition at the Monet Museum of uh, Americans who were influenced by Monet. And oh, wow. it's a lot of work, you know, it's work from the, like the 50s and 60s. So it's work that I've seen in books a lot. But, you know, Joan Mitchell, always, you know, I, yeah. I, I love reading about Joan Mitchell. Um, what surprises me the most about her is how calculating she is. Like, it looks really, you know, wild and uninhibited, but apparently she really thought about every mark. You know, yeah. like she really, she somebody spent a lot of time sitting. And I think that's kind of fascinating that it looks like that, but that's how she made it. And, uh, oh, there was some early Gustins in that show that I've been looking oh, cool. at like my whole life. And, you know, that yeah. I just, it was great to see them in person. But uh, in terms of living artists, uh, I really like seeing Mark Bradford's work whenever I get the chance. I think he's pretty amazing. And, uh, I'm following Cic- Cicely Brown on Instagram, you know, figure okay. painter. And I, I really like what she's doing. You know, I think she's really pretty, uh, her, her ability to manipulate paint is pretty remarkable. Like I know she does things I don't know how to do. So I like looking at that and, uh, yeah. You know, Pear Kirkaby always is really sad when he Oh, died. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's a favorite. And, you know, really married, like, the, the form and the intention and the, you know, everything just works with him. And I, I think he's yeah. fascinating. And, yeah, I was, I, I thought that was a loss for sure. And Oh, um, yeah. Joe Bradley. I saw a Joe Bradley show this year at Brandeis that I really liked. You know, I think for composition, he's really interesting because he, doesn't do anything that you're supposed to do. <laughs> you know, the whole painting's like jammed up in a corner or something. And I'm always curious about work like that, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. I try to keep, I try to keep a lookout, you know? Next up, I return back to my notes and bring up some more words that I think of when I look at Bridget Watson's work and I share those things with her. Listen in. I don't, I don't even, you know, sometimes I drop things down and I don't, like, like I wrote down kept for some reason. Kept. And I, K-E-P-T? Yeah, and I, yeah. Okay. And, and somehow, I don't know, maybe because it's a contained energy in a way, but even though, like I said, it does, it does viewfinder off, if you will, like uh, beyond the viewfinder, but. Um, huh. Of course, I wrote nature and I wrote uh, rock formations, which are probably a little more obvious, but. And then after kept, I wrote live and let live. Oh, very good. Live and let live is very glossy there, right? Let live. Uh, I mean, and I do try to be that way. You know, it's, uh, yeah, like I said, aggression is not really helpful for me. (laughs) Yeah. You know, yeah, I'm definitely trying to be a more peaceful person, you know. Um, Not not that I'm without my anxieties or anything, but, you know, I try to, I try to be calm. Um, Kept is a really interesting word, though, because, that's not at all where I went with that word. I was like, what do you mean kept? Do you think I'm kept? Like, I made it be about me instead of the work, you know? Yeah. So, no, that's, that's a good one, kept. Like, like contained? Yeah, just, like, really, like, I don't want to say featured, because it's not as nice of a word as, like, kept and a little less mysterious, but, like, just kind of, like, this is, like, it's, again, it goes back to the energy and the past right. and the, like it, right now, I'm looking at an icon in a square of a telephone, you know, like, and it's like, but I like somehow I imagine that we're talking through that little icon, you know? Right, <laughs> like, right. Uh, if, if that makes sense. No, it's good. I I like the way you think about words. It's good. Oh, cool. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, I just, yeah, it's a little, uh, but catch the energy of the wind a little bit. Like, I think it almost kind of, uh, has to do with you know the energies that I said before, and then the viewfinder, and it's almost like you had a like it has a, the skin of wind, like if that makes any sense. Like you, you kinda... know, I love that. That's a that's a really cool way to phrase that because uh, I think about the air quality a lot. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, I get migraines, so I'm super affected by air quality. Like barometric pressure oh, wow. just completely does yeah. a number on me. So I'm always like really super aware of like. I don't know. It's like I can kind of try to see what the air looks like, like if the air yeah. had color or if the air had form or something. So that's, you know, that's right. always been part of what I do. So I like that. It's like 
making it animate. You know, it's making it a thing. Oh, I know. Stand on it. Yeah, it's cool. And then there's something that you know. I mentioned the tree bark, and I just I just went off. I just said here, here. Well, tree bark I wrote, and I said here it grow, and then time lapse of every time a bird landed, huh. and then that bird that bird left colored footprints everywhere it went. Oh, I like that. Those are great. You gotta send me that. Send me the whole thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, no, that, that those are all like really excellent images. Cool. No, it's great. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, no problem. It was, it, it's, you know, I, I I try to like actively prepare for an interview, but like sometimes I'll just walk and get something in the fridge, and I'm like, oh my god, I gotta write that down. <laughs> like, <laughs> those are the best ones, right? Oh, and you sometimes I lose it. it, and I'm like, no, yeah. let it go. And then you go back to the fridge and hoping that you left it there, and then. Right. Right. Yeah, no, it's not in the fridge anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it flew out the window. Uh, yeah. Can you just mention a, um, a little of the details about your show, like where it's at and the opening and stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So um, the show is at Heidelbrook's Gallery, which is in Charlotte, North Carolina. And it opens on January 4th, 2019. Cool. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's my second show here. And uh, I love these women. They're just, uh, I'm very lucky to get to show with them. They're terrific. Cool. Yeah. Well, I guess um, I, I'm, I'm the worst at like ending an interview. Like, I know that's bad. Well, it's, it's cute. Just, it's like you don't want to hang up. No, you hang up first. It's like now or like, are you? Well, other interviews uh, are the same way. <laughs> you guys call me back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas, thank you. Thank you so much for doing this. It's pretty great. Very nice of you to do it timed like this, especially. Oh, and, thank you. Uh, no problem. It's my yeah. pleasure, too. So, Happy New Year, and I hope your show comes through. Oh, thanks. All right. Well, good luck with your show. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Many thanks to Bridget Watson for sitting and talking with me. Be sure to check out her website, BridgetWatson.art. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I'd like to invite you to stay connected to Artcast. For looking, sharing, news and updates, check out Artcast on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter. For listening new episodes, and the archive, please check out Hotcast on Hotcast.com, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Let me ask you this. Define abstract art. Oh, come on. Okay, here's a better one. What does this painting mean? <sighs> I'm getting nowhere with this, forget it. <laughs> this has been Oddcast. I'm your host, Philip J. Mellon. Thanks for listening, and keep the dialogue going. <laughs>